there are a few questions that you should ask yourself and answer before you bring a puppy into your life. And we've conveniently packaged them as five W's. It's exactly what we're talking about today on the McCann Dogs podcast. I'm instructor Shannon. Welcome back to McCann Dogs. What would you think the W's are? What's what's one of the W's that you think? Well, I would think, um, who? Who? Who's the puppy? <laughs> no. Are you the Seriously. puppy? Yeah. <laughs> Am I the puppy or are you the puppy? <laughs> so what do you mean by who? When we say answer the question of who, what are we talking about? Who's going to do all the work? Yeah. Pup- <laughs> That's exactly it. Pup- You're nominated to do all the right. work. Yes. Puppies bring a phenomenal a phenomenal life change yes. to us. Yeah. Um, you know, habits that we had or things that we indulged in suddenly have to be put, put on the back burner yeah. often because now we have to look after this puppy. Yeah. So who's going to do that? Yeah, absolutely. That is a very good question to have asked and answered before you get started with the puppy. Who's doing the majority of the work? And maybe even before you bring home the puppy, really, Mm -hmm. like who is going to be the primary caregiver? And I mean, if you have a lot of people in your family, so say there's four of you, you know, say there's two adults and two kids. So there's a, there's, there's two adults in the home that are going to take a lot of the responsibility. And of course the two kids are mm-hmm. doing what they're promising. Uh, yes. <laughs> the moon and the stars. Mm-hmm. I'll do everything. I'll do everything. I'll do everything. Know that that is not going to no, last. No. It really isn't. I mean, the excitement and the novelty is there and the mm-hmm. kids are going to love playing with the puppy forever. That's a guarantee. Right. Yes. There's no question that the yeah, kids they, are going to adore They love the puppy. glory. Yeah. But they don't want the work. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's understandable, you know, and, and once that, um, once that novelty of the puppy wears off, we need to be realistic that if you are getting the puppy for the entire family, it's going to be the adults in the relationship that are doing the overwhelming majority of the Mm -hmm. work, despite what the kids promise. And this is something that I have really tried to hit home with my sister and her partner because they have kids who have been bugging, bugging, bugging for a dog Mm -hmm. for so long. And I've said like, it's going to be one more, one more thing for Mm -hmm. you guys to be doing and looking after. And trust me when I say we hear this story all the time. Well, we got the dog for the kids and they promised to do this, that, Mm -hmm. and the other. And now they just ignore the dog and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So yes. And and expecting kids to clean up after them too. I think my son Ty, I managed to convince him once (laughs) to pick up after Cowboy. How did you convince him? I I think I said, was it bribery? I think it was just try it, Ty, try it. And I remember he picked it up and said, oh, it's, it's firmer than I thought. <laughs> Did he actually use the word firmer? Yeah, How old was yeah. he? I can't remember. He's That's probably... What, I can totally picture him saying Yeah, that, yeah, it's firmer than I thought. And then that was it. Never again did he pick up after the dog. Yeah. And in fact, if one of the dogs threw up and I wasn't home, he would put newspaper over it. Oh he'd, my goodness. He'd send me a text like, cowboy threw up. I put some newspaper over it for you. Like, <laughs> Thanks, Ty. <laughs> can't wait to get home. <laughs> Well, there you go. I mean, at least it it was going to be covered. Right. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Cover with newspaper. (laughs) Well, that is hilarious. Mm -hmm. And next time I see Ty, I'm going to uh, tease him a little bit about that. (laughs) Now that he's 20 and he can take it. (laughs) Right. Yes. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I think that would probably he'd probably still do that because I was just he'll be home at Christmas, and I bet if Honda throws up over Christmas, I'm going to get a text. Honda threw up. I put some newspaper over it. <laughs> you know what? You should put a pooper scooper in his stocking stuffer. I should. In his stocking. As I a should. Stuffer. Yes. Yes. See what he thinks of that. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't think he Ty, would. Ty, I think it was time for you to take responsibility for picking up vomit 
You can use the pooper scooper. Yeah. You don't have to use your hands. <laughs> You can also give him some newspaper in case he objects. Right. <laughs> to yes. Picking yes. Up the vomit. Oh my we, goodness. Ty and I had also decided we wanted pet rats when Ty was probably uh, about twelve or thirteen. We've ta- we talk we yes. used to talk a lot about oh, rats pet rat. because yes. we both had pet rats, and I bet a lot of people are going, "Oh my oh, gosh!" Right now, they're like little mini dogs. They really yes. are. They're so wonderful and smart yes. and trainable and mm-hmm. gregarious, and they're just they're fun pets, and they yes. they live longer. As a general rule, they tend to live longer than like the hamsters yes. and the gerbils and whatnot. Yes. So you you get a little bit more attached, right. and they're very trainable. They want and to do clean. things with you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so our litter rats were were litter trained. Our litter rats, our baby rats, were litter trained. <laughs> we got them from a breeder. Okay. So we actually went to a rat breeder mm-hmm. who bred for uh, different varieties and colors, and she showed them. And so they came to us litter trained, which was amazing. And I remember saying to Ty, like, you know, can you scoop the baby rat's litter box? And he looked at me like I had three (laughs) heads. And right then I knew I'm on my own with these baby rats. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness. Ty, you know, Ty played with them and he liked to feed them and, you know, put fun things in for them to do. But when it came to the actual grunt work <laughs> of keeping these baby rats clean, it comes down to mom. Yeah, no doubt. And it'll mm-hmm. be the same with dogs. So always consider that when you're making your plan to bring home your new puppy and consider how much time you have as adults to be able to put into this dog and this puppy. And not only that, but you're going to also have to spend time coaching the kids depending on their age depending on their ability to help manage the puppy you'll also have to spend time teaching them how to interact appropriately with Mm -hmm. the dog you know a lot of times people have this sort of I always call it the Disney model in their head where you know my dog Skip for example Mm -hmm. you know this adorable little Jack Mm -hmm. Russell puppy came home and off they went to gallivant in the field and have all these adventures and you know nothing ever went wrong Mm -hmm. that wasn't comedic Mm -hmm. and unfortunately that's not that reality. is not reality. You know, there's no. a reason that we get lost in movies and right. wonder of movies, and yes. it's because they're far from reality. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> truly. Yes. I, I I always you know reminded Ty that when we get our puppy, it's going to nip us. Yes, it might wreck one of your toys if we're not careful. Yeah, it's going to pee on the floor, and you might step in it if yeah. we're not watching. So, oh, this you is know, so good. I'd like to remind him that you know puppies are work, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be perfect like yeah. we see on TV in the cartoons and in Disney movies. <laughs> you know, we're, no gallivanting and rumping in the field. Yeah. Puppies have tar- sharp toenails yes. and you're going to get your legs scratched. You're going to get puppy. He used to call it breath. He used to cowboy's breath is on my toy. <laughs> and it's like, you're going to get breath on you. Like <laughs> the words he came up with. Yes. But it's like, yeah, they lick you. They're gross. They're wet. They, so he didn't like the breath then. No, he did it. not want oh, okay. cowboy breath on things. It's not like when you go, oh, puppy breath. Right, I it's love so puppy wonderful. breath. I love it, it always smells like coffee to me. Right, yeah. And my yes. first, um, yes. my first toller, his uh, his puppy name in the litter was Maxwell. They were all coffee names. Oh, so that's there was May Bob, and yeah. he was Maxwell, as in Maxwell, Maxwell House. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then he became Jaden. Right, yeah, yeah. So yeah, determining who is going to do the majority of the work, mm-hmm. and b- people often come to um, come to our classes as a family, which yes. we love. We absolutely love Mm. when everybody comes. We actually stipulate, though, that one person does the handling each week with the dog. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of reasons for that. The biggest one, though, is that we want consistency. We want to be able to give 100% of the information to one person. And then that one person, their job is to go home and keep everybody else in line, really, to, to... 
spend some time teaching the people mm-hmm. and having them work with the dog and supervising them working with the dog, et cetera. And in a perfect world, everybody pitches in. Yes. But everyone practices at home, but yes. one person does the class. Exactly. And everybody else in the family can spectate the class. Mm-hmm. Yes. But of course, it's not a perfect world. And a lot of the times the majority of the work is going to fall on that one solo person. Mm -hmm. And everybody else is going to sort of pitch in a little bit, but probably the extension of having all of the information given to all of the people in the family can be a little bit tough. And especially that's especially true if the rest of the family doesn't come and spectate classes. Mm -hmm. So be prepared as well. If you're the big heavy taking on the responsibility of the dog training, Mm -hmm. there's going to be a little bit of frustration where the people in the family maybe do things a little bit differently than you're trying to do things Mm -hmm. and trying to get them on board and consistent with the information and the feedback that they're giving to the puppy is also going to be a challenge for mm-hmm. you. So the person who does the training should have the patience right. that, re- that is mm-hmm. required. Right. And the time. And the time. And the ability to set aside some time to do the practice, but mm-hmm. also to make sure that things are going well on a day-to-day basis. Right. And that when you're not in training mode per se, mm-hmm. the dog is still getting good information mm-hmm. from everybody in the family. And management is being used and in place. So talk a bit for a second about what are some of the things that I mean when I say management? Management is ensuring that things go right. So not managing means that things are going badly and the puppy's getting into bad habits. It's getting into mischief. It's believing that, you know, going in the kitchen garbage is fine. It's believing that uh, going in the bathroom garbage is fine. So management is preventing- What about the basement garbage? Mm, that's okay. That's okay. No, no. <laughs> no, if they're getting down into the basement, who knows what yeah. mischief they're getting into down there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so managing is preventing bad behaviors and setting up the puppy to be right. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that That's a really good description in a nutshell because it's so important that they not rehearse a whole bunch of bad behaviors before they learn the right behaviors. Mm-hmm. Because then what you're doing is you're trying to not only train the right behaviors, but you're also trying to erase something that's potentially been done and created a habit in the meantime. Right. Yes. So, yes. Like one thing, when we brought Atari home, the breeder had let her go into their bathroom and unravel the toilet paper. Oh, fun stuff. So- <laughs> Uh, yeah. Now she did warn us. She okay. says, I'm sorry, but I've allowed the puppy to do this. So she gave us a warning, which okay. was great on the breeder's part. And yes, it, is definitely. Ki- it is kind of cute. But sure enough, when, you know, once Atari kind of got adjusted to the house, she loved to run into the bathroom and I'm watching her all the time. Uh-huh. So I would get up and follow her. Sure enough, she was heading right to that toilet oh paper roll. And because it was cute, I let her do it. Okay. And Ty and I laughed and thought it was funny. And then you know what happened? It started happening a lot. And we started having to manage now the behavior of always going in and checking her or keeping the bathroom door closed. So I had to untrain it. Now, it was kind of, you know, not a bad behavior, but if that had been something really bad, that would have been much harder to do. So, yes. So even if a behavior's cute, if it's something you don't want, it's best to shut it down. Yeah. You always say, don't let the puppy do anything that you wouldn't let the adult dog do. Right. And that's not to say that you can't make a mistake. That's not to say that your puppy can't be a normal puppy and make mistakes. Mm -hmm. But what we don't want to do is set up a situation where they can rehearse over and over and over again that same mistake. 
because that's what becomes normal for them. Right, yes. Right? So then that rehearsal predicts the behavior that they're going to exhibit. Mm-hmm. And now we end up in that situation where we have a problem to step back and right. solve. Yes. So uh, this actually leads really nicely into the next point, which is what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> it actually is what? So okay. what are we teaching? Right. So what are what are we doing with this puppy? When you bring home your brand new puppy that's coming because, you know, you need puppies. I know you need a puppy soon too. You I know you have one on order. It's on order. I've actually been waiting for a while and I I uh, thought you would have had your puppy by now. Yeah. So I mean just a variety of circumstances. The female wasn't coming into season, the breeders out in BC, so there was some wildfire Mm -hmm. issues and that sort of uh, upset things and um just just lots going yes. on and you know stars didn't align sort of thing right. but uh mm-hmm. i have a puppy coming soon yes so. and your breeder's a very ethical breeder oh, she's fantastic. not going to breed yeah. under bad circumstances no. she's going to wait no. till she has people on a waiting list yeah. she's not just randomly breeding and hoping for the best yeah absolutely oh she's amazing i could go on and on and on about mm-hmm. why i'm going all the way to bc we're in ontario and i'm going all the way mm-hmm. to bc again for a puppy and i don't begrudge that extra expense or time at all i'm excited to do it because i know that it's going to be worthwhile yes to to make that trip out and, and road trip yeah road, road trip, trip. <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually gonna fly just because I, I could road trip it out right. and then fly back potentially mm-hmm. but then like that's a I long drive that from Ontario. Actually, yeah. yeah, and actually when I picked up Ned, I looked into that because I thought that would be a great idea. I didn't uh-huh. want to have to have a puppy spend right. all that time in the car because it's, yeah. it's such a long, long right. drive, like day, yes. day or two or whatever. I don't even know how long it is, but it's a four-hour plane ride, so it's a, it's a right. significant Oh, I think it would travel. take you probably three or four days yeah, to drive days. across Canada, yeah. And I didn't want to put a puppy through that, right. but I thought, okay, well, if I rent a vehicle and then leave it out there, like, mm-hmm. I mean, surely Hertz can right. take a vehicle from Mm -hmm. one location to the other and they can but it costs you a lot more Mm -hmm. money and i thought oh i'm already spending a lot of money here you should take a train you should go on like the rocky (laughs) mountaineer yeah Yeah. i looked up i looked at that option as well and uh, i decided against that because it was a very long train ride back so again it was the same thing um i don't know why i didn't think about train out and then flight back but i think by the time i had gone through all these options i just thought oh you know what i'm just gonna fly out fly back and then yeah life yeah and then on. yeah you get yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah it's over and done with For you sure. got your puppy home yeah i'll piggyback you out next time <gasps> <laughs> that sounds like a great idea i and you know what it would be so much fun we would have a fun time we would have yeah. a blast yeah. road tripping all the way out oh that'd be cool okay i'm i'm counting on that podcast uh, road trip i'll get you some wheels so that as you're piggybacking me, you don't you don't even have to walk. Like That's you can, a good can idea. just roll. A, seg- a segue. A segue. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe we'll do wheels in a big fan. <laughs> We're getting into like Acme territory. I think I'm gonna have to place an order. <laughs> we'll see what comes. Okay. Our cross Canada trip. Okay. So after we get back mm-hmm. from our cross Canada trip, say you got a puppy too. Okay. Get a taller okay. puppy. Oh, I don't know. I've heard they're <laughs> naughty. <laughs> so if we went out, you brought home a taller puppy and I brought home a taller puppy. Right. What are some of the first things that you are teaching? So here's the what. Well, I definitely want to get a start on crate training. Okay. Response to name mm-hmm. and housebreaking. Okay. Good call. Mm. Those, those are my are, big ones. Yeah, yeah. Those are really important things. Oh, and not chewing things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Good one. And just, you know, just regular life and what right. we're doing with our puppies. But uh, what I like to think about in those early stages of what we're training. So those are all sort of skills that mm-hmm. you've taught. I also like to make sure that I have 
a lot of opportunity to teach learning systems. So mm-hmm. I want my puppy to be able to follow food as a lure yes. without, you know, without mm-hmm. leaping through the air and trying to grab it, without misunderstanding what it is that we're doing. Right. I want to have a really small, uh, really smooth follow with that mm-hmm. food so that I can then transition that into positions mm-hmm. and all sorts of other things. So I want to teach my dog how to lure, which mm-hmm. is a learning system. I also want to teach my dog how to offer behaviors. Right, yes. Because I want a dog that's, that's, thoughtful and Mm -hmm. then thinks you know how can I get that reward in this situation because of course then they get into the pattern of thinking about good behavior versus thinking about being self-serving right so I would much rather have my puppy be in the kitchen and looking at me and trying to figure out how Mm -hmm. they can get that goodie versus being in the kitchen and smelling something on the counter and just trying to like jump up and get it right yes right yes everything should come through us so the puppy looks to us and then we help the puppy with what they want exactly exactly and those learning systems they're so important to really establish early on with our puppies and doing so it makes our lives so much easier as yes. we go forward because the puppies that understand that there is reward from us to come versus the puppies who we bring home and we just let loose in the house mm-hmm. and they're running around and they're running underneath the furniture and they're finding little bits of this, that, and the other, or they're grabbing the kids' toys mm-hmm. or, or, or you know, the, the, all the things that puppies will do. Right. Uh, these are absolutely normal puppy behaviors. Expect them. Right. You know, expect that if you let your puppy be loose in the house, they're mm-hmm. going to scavenge through yes. the house. They're going to explore mm-hmm. and they very well might find something that's dangerous for them. Right. So, yes. And it's cute the first couple of yeah. days it's like oh look at my puppy but you know what when they're six months old doing it it's yeah. no longer cute absolutely mm-hmm. and when it becomes difficult to corral them or catch them mm-hmm. because they've learned just how long your arms are and how right. to play keep away yes. you know dogs are masters of body language right. so as soon as we twitch in their direction they're going to notice that right yeah and if you watch puppies playing a lot of the times there's a big wrestle factor but a lot of the times there's a catch me if you can factor mm-hmm. if they're not in that stationary right. wrestle yes thing. especially so, with some of the little herding breeds yeah. they love to get chased and be chased oh yes. absolutely so Always think about the reward that is happening for the puppy. So mm-hmm. if you're chasing that puppy, they're going, woohoo, I'm the big, I'm the big heavy here. I'm the big right. cheese. I am, I, right. I am the center of the universe. And yes. here comes, here comes my owner, mom or dad chasing yep. me down yep. and woohoo, as soon Whoop as they thing. get close, I'm going to deke out in the opposite direction. Right, yeah. Or under the bed I go yeah. and now look at them, their face and arms are sticking under the bed, but they can't catch me. <laughs> <laughs> they can only get those arms in there, right? right. If they try their legs too. Right, yeah. Yeah, truly. I mean, what they practice is what ends up becoming habits. So if think of children too. Children would think that was great fun. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, being chased by an adult throughout the house and diving under things and hiding under things. So it's fun. Yeah. Absolutely. I would, I'm going to do that next time I visit your house. Shannon, I'm grabbing something (laughs) of yours and I'm under your bed. (laughs) Running, running, running. Oh my gosh. I'm going to get my broomstick. Get out of there. Sweep the broomstick across (laughs) under the bed. Swatty will go sliding out. So yeah, the what is so important. And mm. we want to direct behavior right from the get-go. You're, you're trying <laughs> so, so hard not to laugh still. I, I know you're picturing that image of like you, Swanee the big dust bunny right, coming I out. From, yeah. Do you know how much taller Clutch. hair you would have under you? I, and I'm clutching <gasps> your one shoe that you want. <laughs> Truly. 
truly funny image. If I were to sweep you out from under my bed, if it wasn't like the day I vacuumed, right. you would be covered. I'd be co- in you wouldn't. Hair. You'd be like, I don't know where Christine is, but this is a lot of hair. Yeah, literally. Yeah. I'm putting the vacuum away. Right. And there's a toller hair tumbleweed, and I'm like. Where did this come from? Right? I just yes. vacuumed. And Ned's just looking at me. And Reggie would just right. be looking at me like this. What? <laughs> I didn't do anything. It's another thing people <laughs> need to be prepared for yeah. is, you know, puppies don't Ooh, shed. Yeah, like yeah. Little puppies don't really shed. But as they grow, they get their adult coats yeah. in. And now they're shedding. Yeah. So, yes. This is where, let's talk about this for a second. Because this is where a consideration of breed comes in really, really right. handy. And uh, having a breed that... If you have allergies, for example, having a breed that is a non-shedding breed can bridge the gap where you're not able to own a dog or a cat. Mm -hmm. Now you're able to own a wonderful dog that is non-shedding, but... But and I say but mm-hmm. not all non-shedding dogs are are non-allergic, right? Yes, hypoallergenic, right? And sometimes it's the saliva we're allergic yes, to. Yes, absolutely. So dander, saliva, all of those things mm-hmm. need to come into play. So I would suggest, if at all possible, if you're thinking about a breed and say, for example, you want a poodle because poodles get clipped, they don't shed. Mm-hmm. Um, go and visit some poodles. Yep. You know, spend some time with right, them, touching yes. them, see if yeah, you do let react. them let them lick you, like yeah. let them lick your hand and then purposely rub your cheek. Yeah, see, see if something happens there. Yes. Yeah, good. Oh yeah, good idea. To yeah, rub the cheek. Yeah, all of those things, like testing those out ahead of time before you bring the puppy home, and mm-hmm. then realize after you've fallen in love with them and their adult coat starts coming in, and right. you know what, there is allergies there yes. after all. So and shedding breeds, if you like to wear black. <laughs> no more pure black clothes. Yeah. I yes, like I used to I had some nice, you know, black pants, black dresses and I'd put them on and keep Atari far away from me. Oh, it's yes. like, no, don't let Atari come anywhere near me. Atari was a shelter. She was a yes, a yeah. major shedder. Yeah. Um instructor Carol, we were chatting with her this morning yes. and she was showing us her new coat. Yeah. And she says, I chose gray because gray doesn't show dog hair. Because she goes, I like black, but you know what dog hair with black. So yeah. yeah, so things to consider. Yeah. Your your wardrobe might change with a puppy. Yeah. Sadly though. Yeah. Not with the in- puppy, with the adult hair, because the yes. puppy hair stays inside them, it seems. Exactly. And that's they you have to fall in love with them. Right. And then they know that, you know, you're yes. not getting rid of them based on hair. Right. And hair that dog <laughs> I, I saw a meme and it says dog hair is is sprinkles of joy or Magical sprinkles of love of joy. joy that's it that's it yes <laughs> love it yes. love it love it love it <laughs> yeah and unfortunately there's not many colors that i can get away with with orange no orange yes. dogs orange coat it just shows up mm-hmm. everywhere yes. i mean i'm sure i never you know what you have nothing on you right see. now oh there up oh but up. i don't think that's my actually yeah. i don't think that that i think that's from the couch here yeah. so that's whoever Although I know you do have, I've seen you in an orange coat, like an actual orange (laughs) coat. Yeah. I haven't seen you in orange pants yet, but. uh. (laughs) Those I saved for the obedience ring. (laughs) Anyways. Okay. So the what is so important. Those early skills, those early learning systems, they are such good things to start right off the hop Mm -hmm. and to continue to build momentum with as your dog, as your puppy gets older. Mm -hmm. Now, the next one. Do you have an, do you have a W? Is there a when? There is a when. When? Yay, when? So when do you think you should train? Well, dogs, puppies are learning all the time, whether we think so or not. So you start training immediately. Yes, absolutely. And even though it seems overwhelming when you think about it, the fact that dogs are learning all the time 
it, it needs to be part of your approach mm-hmm. because training mode is such a hoax. Training mode is what we do when we know we need to get in the repetition, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm training a recall, for example, I can't just train a recall in my day-to-day mm-hmm. life because I need to set up specific scenarios where first I can teach the action without any distraction. Mm-hmm. I want to teach my puppy in a fair way what their job is. And that is that happens in sort of a setup location. We'll do that in the house first. So I'm not going to go out to the park and start trying to teach my dog to focus and right. recall at the park. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start in what we call the white room. So there's no distractions mm-hmm. going on whatsoever because I want my dog to be able to have a fair shot at learning. You right. know, I wouldn't if I if I if I had a child <laughs> and I wanted them to learn math, I certainly wouldn't try to teach them math while they were on a roller coaster. Would you take them to a circus to learn math? Mm, maybe. But no, <laughs> no, that's a good question though. Right. Yeah. Honestly, like it, that sometimes right. that's, that's what it feels like for our puppies. Right. Yes. Because they're so distracted and there's so much excitement mm-hmm. and they're going, Oh, look at the clowns. And we're trying to go, Hey, what's two plus two? What's two plus two? What's two right. plus two? Yes. And you know, it's just setting ourselves up for frustration mm-hmm. It's setting our puppy up for frustration. Right. And it's also setting them up to absorb the idea that they don't have to. Mm-hmm. listen and they don't have to focus on us right. because they have this other option and of course when they're babies we don't have a lot of a lot of tools to be able to say hey leave that thing alone focus on mm-hmm. me instead so this is why we start in the white room right so i'm going to teach my dog what come means in the white room i'm going to build some drive i'm going to build some enthusiasm i'm going to make sure that he thinks ah this is just a great game. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's so fun. And there's nothing more rewarding than getting to you and getting all those wonderful rewards that I get at the end of a recall. And I'm going to practice a ton of these. We do um, uh, like a ping pong game with our puppies. Mm-hmm. What, do, you, do you have recall games that you play? Oh, definitely. Yes. Yes. Like one, like one person holds the puppy, mm-hmm. the other person calls. Then the, that person holds the puppy, the other person calls. So the puppy's just racing back and forth, getting treats or toys lots of fun. Love it. Yes. I I want that word to mean so much fun. And I want the dog to say, I love coming to people. Absolutely. People are great. Yes, absolutely. So if you were to set up a ping pong training recall session in your hallway, Mm -hmm. how many reps do you think you could get in, in two minutes? Uh, as long as me and the other person are proficient, Mm -hmm. like with, with, you know, like you and I could get many, yeah. probably. Okay, say it's us. We're proficient. You and I, oh, we could get <laughs> 10 or 12, I bet. I would say at least. Yeah, at least. So Wh- Whereas it's a learning, it, you know, as a brand new dog trainer, though, it takes a bit to learn how to spin the puppy and get them set up again. So, yep. but as you get better at it, yeah. it becomes this great game. Okay, so let's say we did 10 on mm-hmm. average. Um, when we say do hundreds of repetition, like there's... There's a tenth of those right there. Right. Right? Yeah. So now you come come to the next day or a little bit later in the day, you do another two-minute session, you get another 10 reps in. Mm-hmm. Like, this just makes math easy right. for me. <laughs> now you've had 20 reps. <laughs> wow, look at that. So truly, we say you need to do hundreds of reps before the dog really has the idea, mm-hmm. but it's so easy to get in some yes, of these reps. You is. know, it's not like they are, I have to do 100 training sessions in my house. No, you know what? Do 100 reps in the house, and now you move out to the backyard. Right. The puppy's already like, oh, I, mm-hmm. I just can't wait. Like right. this is the best. Mm-hmm. And um, we're talking about when, right? When. When. Yes. When. When to train. Yeah. So I started getting into the where. But um, we're going to talk about that as well. So 
You are muddying the conversation, Shannon. Muddying, the conversation. muddying it. <laughs> so the when piece is all the time, basically. Yes, it's all the all time. the time. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. all the time. Puppies are always learning, yeah. and um, like house manners are something that you're constantly training with yeah, a puppy. So absolutely. just training the puppy to be in the house. Yes, and that sounds really overwhelming, right? When I have to train all the time it sounds overwhelming but it, but it's not because no. our puppies need a lot of sleep yep and this is where they get in their reps of taking naps in the crate mm-hmm. you know they get in their reps of understanding that the crate is a good place to go in mm-hmm. and relax and settle down and be quiet so I, I mean even though it's overwhelming potentially to hear all of the time mm-hmm. your puppy is learning so you need to be on your best all the time it just sort of becomes habit. And right. then it does. It's then, a way of life. Yeah, yes. exactly. And then it feeds into having a well-trained dog because right. they're in the habit of listening mm-hmm. all the time. You're in the habit mm-hmm. of making sure they listen all the time. Mm-hmm. And then that just becomes habit overall. Right. And we've created cooperation mm-hmm. by making sure that we give the puppy good, solid, consistent feedback. Yes. So when is all the time. Mm-hmm. Now I think we'll talk about where. <laughs> We still have why too. You gave away the last oh. one. No, no one would have guessed that either. Oh my god! I did that on one of our um, our uh, I can't remember what is it the life skills coaching calls. We do live coaching right, calls yeah. every week with our online students, mm-hmm. and um, we were doing like a sort of a quiz, and I was throwing up a video that uh, would reinforce what we were talking about in the quiz. And of course, I said <laughs> I was I was doing the call with instructor right. Robbie, and I said to instructor Robbie, "Okay, this one is the such and such." And then I was like, oops. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I just gave it away. <laughs> and then I said, well, you know what? Guess anyways. But yeah. everybody got it right. Go right. figure. Yeah. It's like giving a giving an open book or giving a test and the leaving open, the answers yes, on, the, on the leaving thing. the map open. Right. Yes. Giving a geography test and mm-hmm. the maps open. The and the maps. Like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. So. We'll go back to the where a little bit. So okay. the white room situation, 100 reps in that white room. Right. Then we move out to the backyard. We do another 100 reps in the backyard. Then we move to the front yard. We do another 100 mm-hmm. reps. And, you know, the, these reps don't take a lot of time because they're quick, they're easy, they're fun, right. and they're enjoyable for mm-hmm. the dog. And you can mix up your endings. You know, yes. sometimes have lots sometimes have lots of food rewards mm-hmm. for the dogs. Sometimes have a toy and have a little bit of play, and then you can work your out as right. well. Yes. So this feeds into the training all the time right. thing. Right, yes. And, and look at it as something fun too. Like yeah. I truly enjoy training my puppies. Yeah. It's so much fun. Sometimes I wish there was a different word because training sometimes has a little bit of a, oh, I got to go out to train. Yeah, it sounds like work. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. Like think of it as, you know, I don't know what the word would be, yeah. but we're, you know, setting up our puppy for success Absolutely. and I'm going to go out and, and, and have fun with my puppy. Yeah. And that is such an important thing. Mm-hmm. So Um, I like to think about socializing when we have a young puppy. So this, of course, feeds into the where. People are always very concerned about the socialization Mm -hmm. aspect of things. And we've had podcast episodes on socialization. So I don't want to get too deep into it. No, because socializing is a bad description too. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It really needs to be exposure. Yes. You know, and that's what creates well-socialized dogs. So a dog playing with a whole bunch of other dogs is not going to create a well-socialized dog. No. It's actually going to create an over-socialized dog, which is unfortunately not a positive thing. That's a dog that sees another dog and goes, oh my gosh, I can't contain myself. I have no emotional control because every single time I see a dog, I get to play. Mm -hmm. So a well-socialized dog is able to say, nope, you know what? I don't necessarily need to interact with that Mm -hmm. thing, whether it's another dog, whether it's a person, whether it's a garbage can. Right. You know, socialization happens or exposure 
right. I should say, versus socialization. Exposure happens all of the time. Right. You we, know, from, we want our dog to have neutral reactions. Yes. It's like Precisely. I, I That's see a great word for it. A Halloween decoration or a Christmas decoration or a flag flapping, but I know it's okay. Yeah. And they just walk past with you. Absolutely. So because dogs are learning all the time, sometimes these two things clash because people want to get out and walk their dogs mm-hmm. so that they can have exposure and socialization to things. And unfortunately then, because the walking skill really isn't in place yet with our young puppies, the puppies tend to rehearse pulling and all sorts of things mm-hmm. like that. And we strongly recommend that you don't walk your puppies until you've taken time to teach them how to walk nicely on a leash because it's really just going to make your life more difficult Mm -hmm. down the road if you put the cart before the horse and the the puppy learns that pulling is okay or poor leash manners are okay and then you try to come back from that later on down the road so you're so much better off to teach the skill of walking and then slowly introduce that distraction Mm -hmm. of the real world as the puppy shows understanding yes so um, exposure can happen by bringing your dogs places without necessarily walking them in a lot of cases Mm -hmm. you know sometimes if you don't have a car if you're if you're you know limited in terms of your transit capabilities etc sometimes we need to get by Mm -hmm. and we can use training aids and things like gentle leaders and we can use food lures Mm -hmm. we can use all sorts of things to sort of help us get by so that we're not necessarily programming the puppy to pull Mm -hmm. and then trying to come back from that we're minimizing that damage as much as possible Mm -hmm. know that you don't have to be perfect right right? are you perfect well (laughs) you are pretty perfect actually (laughs) you're pretty perfect i'm not perfect so i always you're you're pretty perfect too shannon (laughs) i always need the uh i don't have to be perfect reminders like oh i made a mistake oh my gosh i can't believe i just did that or i'll watch a video back right you know i I tend to video a lot of my training sessions because i like to watch them back Mm -hmm. and analyze especially when i'm training Mm -hmm. towards competition things i like to watch them back and analyze and you know it's 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 our art and our science so of course we don't mind watching paint dry by watching our training videos back and back and back but there's a lot of times where I watch things back and I go what how did I miss that or what was I thinking there like of course he stepped out of heel position I my right leg was way off in in another room practically Uh like my my cues were so unhinged Mm -hmm. that of course he couldn't possibly but my reminder is always you know what okay so you made a mistake. Move on. Right. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. Our, you, do- our dogs are forgiving. They're flexible. Yeah, they're resilient. Exactly. We can make mistakes exactly. and still have an awesome dog. Yeah. So yes. you do not have to be perfect, but no. try to minimize the damage as much right. as possible. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. So um, in terms of exposure, what do you do in, um, in the absence of the ability to go walking with your dog? Well, when my puppy's little or if I have a small dog, I can carry carry the dog places. Mm-hmm. So I might say, you know what? I want the dog to get accustomed to shopping carts and traffic. So I'm going to drive my puppy to the farthest corner of the Walmart parking lot. The farthest corner the of farthest the farthest corner, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to get out of the car and um, maybe I'll bring a lawn chair. And, you know, I might look like a weirdo out there, but I'm just going to let my puppy take in the noise that you know the sounds and of of the parking lot of the city of cars going by i was giggling at the word might might i might look like i might look like a weirdo yeah (laughs) yeah or no this is this is fabulous this is a fabulous way to socialize Mm. it's a fabulous way to expose your puppies to things that you want them to later be neutral over and i love that word you use that word that's a fabulous Mm -hmm. word to use to describe a well socialized dog well socialized dog is neutral they're not worried Mm -hmm. they're not aggressive Mm -hmm. they're not 
overly enthusiastic about. Right. They're neutral. Yes. Yeah, that's perfect. And I think of places like right now I'm living right smack dab in the middle of a city. So if I did get a puppy right now, it's going to have a lot of different experiences than if I lived out in the country. Yeah. Um, you know, we have, you know, there's all kinds of people on our streets. There's all kinds of garbage on the streets. Yeah. There's all kinds of noise. We have buses with air brakes. We have all kinds of traffic going by, the sirens. Yeah, um, there's you a know, lot. A, a, You're in a, a really busy area. Yes, a downtown puppy needs a whole different approach to socializing because yes. it, it has to be able to cope with all this. Yeah, absolutely. So don't confuse the need to socialize your puppy with the need to rush into these distractions right. and into these scenarios where, you know, now your, your, your puppy has learned to pull on the leash versus uh, walking nicely at your side, right. or they've learned to jump all over people versus greeting politely. You know, it, it's cute for a St. Bernard puppy to jump on somebody when they're a 12 week old puppy, right. but by the time they're a uh, 14 week mm-hmm. old, 16 week old puppy, they have enough heft to them to, to start knocking people over. Right. Yes. And by the time they are an adult dog, mm-hmm. if they have that, if they're, gotten into the habit of jumping on people I mean that is a dangerous scenario so ideally we start these things with understanding of how to do it appropriate do Mm -hmm. it appropriately and properly and something that's going to fit with the adult dog as well so yes and the last thing I'm worrying about when I bring home that new puppy is socializing it with other dogs I am not concerned about that at all yeah I want the dog to be socialized with its environment yes Absolutely. Other dogs, a non-issue right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I I mean, again, exposure to nice dogs is going to make sure that your puppy becomes well socialized Mm -hmm. with dogs. But playing with all sorts of dogs, and especially dogs that you don't know are nice dogs, could have the absolute opposite impact on what you're trying to do. Because sometimes it's one bad incident that is going to impact your dog Mm -hmm. for life. So keep that in mind. Choose your your playmates wisely for your dog Mm -hmm. and make sure that it is an appropriate situation for your young puppy to be playing with this other dog, especially if it's an adult dog. Not mm-hmm. all adult dogs have tolerance for puppies. Some some adult dogs are fabulous with mm-hmm. puppies, but there's lots of adult dogs that are very selective and that won't like no, those needle teeth of puppies no. and might end up reacting negatively. Right. So, And understandably so. So yes. choose playmates wisely. Right, exactly. It would be like, you know, if I'm walking down the street and suddenly... A um, man or a woman comes up to me and starts hugging me and scratching at my face. It's gonna be yeah. like, oh, no, no, no! Like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. yeah. Older dogs must feel like that. It's like, what is happening here? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. And also too, <laughs> if I'm walking down the street and I stop and let my puppy say, "Oh, say hi to this dog." Now say hi to this dog. Now my puppy says, "I have an expectation." Yes. Every time we see a dog. I get to go meet that dog. And then the day when I don't want my puppy to go meet the other dog, my puppy's going to start to yell and scream and pull up the leash and say, you've done it every other time. Yeah. So we, you know, we actually, we, we create a lot of reactivity in our dogs. We do it ourselves. By doing exactly this and, and thinking that it's good advice Mm -hmm. to go and let your puppies play with other puppies or other dogs, because that's good socialization, unfortunately feeds into that myth and makes things worse. Right. Yes. Yes. A lot of people will say, oh, I don't know why he's like this on leash. If he's off leash, he's fine. And it's because, because he gets what he wants off leash. Yep. When you're holding him on leash, he's frustrated and he's acting out. Let him off leash. Hooray. I've won. I'm off leash. 
Yeah. You know, reacting gets me good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, we're not advocating for letting them off leash before they're no, ready for that. No. That's for sure, because that'll get you a whole other oh, world of yes, problems. Yes, so. yes, Yeah. Um, I am going to reach into our little... <gasps> the magic question jar. Magic question jar. There's a lot of stuff in there. Okay. Random question from our YouTube channel. So if you have questions for us, we would be more than happy to add them mm-hmm. to our random pile of questions yep, here. Just put so. them in the comments. Yeah. Now this one, this is actually a really good question. So it ties into exactly what we're talking about here with our young puppies and how we can take them out and about and when and where and, you know, all of that stuff. So okay. this question is from Florida Dame and a whole bunch of numbers. So hi, Florida Dame. Thank you for leaving us your question. Um, so the question is, how can you take them out without vaccines? So Swanee, oh. what do you think about that? That's a really good question because this is a valid concern. Right. Our young puppies don't necessarily have the immunity factors that we would like until they've had their full set of vaccinations. Yes. So what are some of your rules for making sure that you still get to get out and, and expose them to things without exposing them to too much danger? Well, I'm going to make sure I take my, I want my to get my new puppy out. There's yeah. that socialization or, you know, window so I'm going to take them to places where other dogs don't frequent. Yes, perfect. So my corner of the Walmart parking lot, yeah. chances are there's no other dog exactly. over there. So it's safe. Yeah. I'm not going to go to my local park because that's where everyone walks their Good dog. Yeah. Even my front lawn at yeah. my new place is apparently a, a community toilet, I've noticed, which oh. is very gross. So I don't even let Honda, my adult dog, go on my front lawn because I know it's full of germs from yeah. other dogs. So I'm going to be smart. I'm going to carry my dog through any suspect areas. I'm only going to place them down in areas where I feel dogs aren't frequenting. Yeah, very good call. Mm-hmm. So it is generally accepted in uh, in North America, um, at least, and in a lot of places in Europe. But check with your local veterinarian because a lot of the times... They get their eight-week vaccinations, so generally Mm -hmm. that covers the core vaccinations Mm -hmm. for at least distemper and parvo, and those are the, parvo is the huge concern with our young puppies. It is deadly in a lot of cases. Or very expensive to fix. Very quick, yeah, yeah, very debilitating, awful stuff. So we want to avoid as much as possible. So we want to avoid dog feces and whatnot, but it is generally accepted in the veterinary community that the benefit of early exposure by far outweighs the risks Mm -hmm. in our communities that come along with getting our puppies out and about with with caution, Mm -hmm. of course. Mm -hmm. So getting them out and about means, like you said, avoiding other dog areas, avoiding, you know, dog parks. Mm -hmm. Do not. Nowhere near. I would not even take a fully vaccinated puppy to a dog park, personally. Um, We do not like the use of dog parks it, it there's so many dangers involved mm-hmm. there and of course we hear all of the awful stories so right D- likewise daycares yeah yeah d- yes yeah. daycare can be is is definitely a place where you could come across different germs and all that for your puppy yeah. plus you know if if the staff isn't good at the daycare who knows what's going to happen to your puppy yeah. there? You know, not, you could have some very bad experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, daycares are not a solution. No, and puppies can get very overwhelmed with things. So we want to, we want to go about our exposure and our socializa- socialization in a bit more of a systematic fashion. Mm-hmm. You know, I would look for a reputable dog training school. I would look for a dog training school that was diligent about checking vaccines mm-hmm. for all of the puppies that come into the program. Right. And, uh, and does you, thorough cleanings. Yes. And, yes. Exactly. With a parvo approach 
approved killing product. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever uh, applied for classes at McCann Professional Dog Trainers, we do not let anybody step, step foot into the building without seeing those puppy vaccinations. And we are sticklers about it. And sometimes, you know, unfortunate things happen where people forget their vaccines. And, you know, if we can't get in touch with their vet, we, we turn, turn them away, them away yeah. and we feel horrible doing it. We mm-hmm. really do. But I always say to people, you know, we're being this diligent about your puppy's safety and we're being this diligent about the safety of all of the other puppies in class as well. So keep in mind, keep that in mind. When yes. you come, we're providing you with a safe environment to train your puppy in mm-hmm. because we're being just as stickler just as big a stickler with everybody else that comes through the door as well. So of course we feel awful, you know, Mm -hmm. being able to having to say, I'm sorry, your puppy can't attend class today because we haven't seen Mm -hmm. vaccines or we haven't confirmed with your vet or whatever the Mm -hmm. case may be. You know, it's very infrequent that we can't these days get the vaccination Mm -hmm. records, but you know, say for example, it's a, it's a Saturday class and their vet clinic's not open on a Saturday and they've forgotten their records. So, you know, we can't take the chance. It's just not worth it. And you should hold your training and training school accountable to that same high degree of efficacy because it is so important. Mm -hmm. So important. It's not something that should be fluffed off at all. A lot of people like taking their puppies to the pet store when they first bring them home. So I would not put my puppy on the floor at the pet store. Definitely not. I would, if I'm bringing a puppy to the pet store, it's staying in my arms and I'm limiting who can touch my puppy too. Yeah. Um, You know, if somebody's just touched their unvaccinated dog and then suddenly is patting my puppy, not the best. So I'm, I'm going to, I usually don't bring a new puppy to a pet store, but I know some people like to do that, but just be careful. Be very careful. Absolutely. Avoid areas that are frequented by dogs that you don't know their vaccination status, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So, um, all righty. That was a great question. So I want to thank that person for sending Mm -hmm. it it in. And now I want to talk about the why? Why? You why? Let the, why? Why did I get a puppy? <laughs> <laughs> why did I get a puppy? That's a good why question. I could have got a goldfish. Yeah, I could have gotten a goldfish and not been out here at 2 a.m. in the middle yeah, of right. winter yes. waiting for the goldfish to pee because right. they would just pee in their bowl. They would just pee in their bowl. <gasps> we don't even need to house train goldfish. No, we don't. They're bowl trained we already. Don't. Yeah. It's like having a cat. Right? And they never run away. <laughs> well, sometimes they give a big Cats flop. don't like swimming though, but no. Goldfish don't run away, but sometimes I'm they do flip out of their tank. Only Muddy the Mud Skipper. He runs away. <laughs> muddy Mud Skipper. Anyways, that was uh And you can still, and there's so, from my yes. past. there's so many uh, Gritty Kitty, remember? They <gasps> used Gritty do. Kitty cat litter. Yes, yes, yeah. And remember Log? <laughs> yes. It's Log. What rolls downstairs, yeah. a loader in pairs, all over, over your, your neighbor's, neighbor's dog. dog. <laughs> It's log. It's log. It's great for a snack. It fits on your back. It's log, log, log. I think I could probably sing the whole. It's bad. It's wood. It's it's big. It's heavy. It's wood. Oh, it's big. It's heavy. It's wood. I don't know why I remember the full log song, but I I, do. Yeah. It's a good song. Hilarious. Mm -hmm. All right. So why train? Well, you're going to enjoy your puppy much better if it's trained. And your puppy leads a bigger life when they're trained. They're not confined to your house and yard. Yeah. You're going to enjoy them because you can communicate with them. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It, it, it's amazing the relationship that you can build when you can communicate honestly yes. with the creature. You know, not in a way that, oh, you know what? My Jack Russell's stubborn. That just, that immediately sets my mind into a negative idea and it immediately makes me think my dog's doing something to spite me, which is not the 
the case. And we don't want to think that way. Right. You know, we want to be able to communicate on an honest level with our yes. dogs. I want to be able to look at my Jack Russell and say, oh, you know what? He's not listening right now because he's conflicted because there's a, a rat noise in the ground or there's something in motion or whatever. Right. And you know what? I need my Jack Russell to listen. So now I'm going to make sure that I train and have lots of moving objects and have mm-hmm. lots of weird noises. And I might even, you know, utilize things like barn hunt mm-hmm. to yeah. go to that location and work with my dog to listen. So yes. And barn hunt is a sport that is uh, becoming more popular it is. where um, they set up uh, all kinds of bales of hay and there's mm-hmm. a maze and they have uh, rats in a cage and it's all done. Like the people, the rats are adjusted to dogs they're treated well they're they're people's pets and uh, the dogs can't get anywhere close to hurting them and uh, the dogs have to explore all the tunnels and try to figure out where is the rat in this huge pile of hay so fun it's a good it's yes there would be no better time in the world Mm -hmm. for a terrier than something like right yes i i would like to climb through the tunnels and all have all (laughs) kinds of fun i think that would be fun yeah and then be able to sit with the little rats at the end that'd be a great thing we should build a human-sized Barn, barn hunt, hunt maze. Yes, I'm yes. T- I'm totally into it. In the middle of the barn hunt, there's <laughs> a, a little baby rat and a martini. <gasps> Perfect. Mm-hmm. I'll take wine, though. I'm not really a martini okay. fan. I like the Actually, visual of the martini right, with yes. the olive. I think it's a very classy visual. Yes. But uh, oh, vermouth. Oh. Actually, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to tell the honest truth here. I don't think I've ever had a martini. No. no. I've only, when I went to very New York Very sheltered City, life. Very sheltered I went to New York City when I was young. We Uh we actually went to a concert at Madison Square Gardens when it still was Madison Square Gardens Mm -hmm. and existed. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had gone to New York for the weekend specifically for the concert. It was Elton John. Actually, I think it might have been Elton and Billy. Might have been a face to face tour. That's Uh, that's a good tour. uh, They all get. I've seen Elton John so many times. Like my sister and I started going when we were like sixteen. We started actually. Elton has requested first. Elton has requested that you don't come anymore. (laughs) Says I am tired of seeing Shannon. Tired. Tired. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Too much Shannon. The farewell Yellow Brick Road tour. Farewell to Shannon tour. (laughs) So yeah, we went to uh, New York City, and I was like, oh, I'm in New York. I have to have like some sort of like really suave drink. And I think I was in my early twenties, and so Mm -hmm. I ordered a vodka martini, and I was like oh that is not what i was oh. expecting at all and it's a, horrible i think there's a drink called a manhattan that would have maybe been one to try yeah i'm not sure what's in that i don't not know very either worldly when it comes if to someone alcohol, knows what's like in a manhattan wine. put it in the comments there you go yes. tell us what's in the manhattan <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure it's probably like common knowledge for most people right yeah it's surprising that neither one of us know well i think you should get a bar cart for your house you know like in the old <laughs> movies you go in and they mix you a drink yeah. on, off a cart in the living room that's what you need. That's what, I'm That's do. what you need. Yeah, I'm gonna hire a full time bartender too, just so that <laughs> when I say I'd like a Manhattan and I have no idea what's in right. it. I can now try Manhattan. Excellent, excellent. I yes. think that's a, a well, worthwhile I think that's investment. Money, money well spent, Shannon. <laughs> money well spent. Oh you know what? I don't think you need to pay your electricity bills or anything like that. Instead, have a yeah personal bartender. You know what? I'm gonna train my dog to be a bartender, and then it ties into the why. That's perfect. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, one of our... Um, you can mem- tell we're not drinkers. Yeah. <laughs> one of our members only students, Alicia, with Lord Darnley of Barkchester. Uh-huh. Hilarious That's, name, right? Yes. yes. Um, he goes by Darnley. But uh, she trained him to grab her a beer out of the fridge. She's trained him to bring her and her partner the channel changer. So, like, she'll actually say, no, bring it to him. 
mm-hmm. bring it to me, bring it to him. Like, oh. So much fun. So I bet we could train Lord Dar- Lord Darnley right, to yes. be right. a bartender. He could be our butler. He's already well on his way. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, a whole butler job too. Right. Fabulous. No, seriously though, the why? Communication. <laughs> Communication is crucial. I know. Right. <laughs> like squirrel. Okay, I'm back on track. <laughs> I know, yes. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Communication is crucial. Enjoyment. You know, just being able to say to your dog, like, the simplest things sometimes I think that was so easy. That was right. so easy. Like Ned, when um, when we hang out outside, mm-hmm. there's always toys right, outside yeah. and he always wants to bring them inside. And when I go to bring them, bring them in the house, the outside toys have to stay outside. Right. And he almost always, because he's a to- he's toll. Right. You know, my tollers want to have stuff uh-huh. in their mouth all the time. Mm-hmm. So he'll try to bring stuff in. And, you know, usually he gets past me before I realize that he's bringing it in. But it's so easy for me to go, hey, buddy, come on back out here. Drop that. Right. Okay, in you go. Mm-hmm. And when it's things like that, I think it's so nice and easy right. that I can just communicate with yes. you. So I enjoy him so much because I don't have that frustration mm-hmm. of having to be like, oh, my gosh, now this toy's in the house and now I have to go and chase him down or, or I have to go and pick it up and move mm-hmm. it outside, which isn't really a big deal. Mm-hmm. But it would get arduous if it happened every single time we went out. Right. Or even something like uh, when I go to the vet clinic, they want to weigh your dog. Yeah. Honda can't hear anymore, but I just get his attention and I motion to the scale and he gets up. I, I show him the signal for weight and he just waits and we get this perfect weight. When I used to work at the vet clinic. Perfect weight with the weight. Yes. <laughs> I, it was very entertaining to watch people trying to yeah. get their dogs on the scale and I then bet. to stand still to get an accurate weight. Like it was, I thought, how, how can you not just get your dog to step up and stand still for a moment? Yeah. But they've and never. even in a sit, like they're allowed to sit. Right, They yeah. don't have to be in a stand no. to get the weight. And, right, yeah. yeah. But it was, it was a circus, like people wrestling their dogs on yeah. the scale and people wiping their brows. And uh, it was yeah. like, hmm, this yeah. has taken a long time. For sure. <laughs> well, and like just being able to do all these things without it being a huge fiasco yes. and without it wasting all that time. But I will tell you, the biggest reason that I trained. Mm-hmm. The biggest. What do you think I'm going to say? You enjoy it? Well, that too. But that's not what I was going to say. You want a well-trained dog? I do want a well-trained dog. You have I, some secret reason. I can keep my dog safe. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. If my dog is, and like the freedom that I'm able to give my dog mm-hmm. while knowing that I can call him back and right. keep him safe. It, it's the bigger life. It's The huge. dog has the bigger yeah, life. Absolutely. Yep. Like you can let them swim in the pond. Yep. You can take them on vacation. Yep. You can take them to your mother-in-law's. Yeah. 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 I don't know why I would, but no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't actually, well, I mean, I have in-laws on the other side of my family, but uh, I'm not married, so I don't have a (laughs) mother-in-law. All right. This has been a really I'll be fun your mother in law, Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You know what? You'd be a cool mother in law. I, I would be. totally I would bring be. my dog to you as my mother in law. <laughs> On that note, I'm Instructor Shannon. Instructor Swanee. Happy training. The McCann Dogs Podcast is brought to you by McCann Professional Dog Trainers. We help dog owners to have a well behaved, four legged family member. Please give us a call at 905 905- 659-1888 or visit us at mccandogs.com. Happy training!